Well, hello, YouTube Power Hour Squad. Welcome to another amazing interview with the podcast. If you're new, welcome to this community of fabulous women who are looking to grow their influence online using YouTube. And for my returners, thank you so much for tuning in week after week. We are nearing 200 episodes, which is crazy. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. And a lot of you guys have been there with me since day one. So thank you so much for sticking in there with me and listening to all these episodes. And if you haven't already, please leave a review. It helps so, so much. And what also helps more than you know is sharing this podcast. I have a goal to double the number of downloads for this podcast for 2019, and I need your help. I want to impact so many women with the stories of these inspirational, aspirational people that are truly living the life of success as an influencer. And I know so many people that could benefit from these interviews. So share it, share it on Twitter, Instagram, tag people on my posts and Instagram. My handle is beauty in the vlog. Still, I know I need to change it, but Erica Vera is already taken. I can't come up with a new one. Facebook, share it on Facebook. Just tell people that you think might be interested in learning a little bit more about what it takes to succeed on YouTube. All right. So uh, this episode of the podcast features Naomi Boyer. Naomi was just so much fun to talk to. I really, really like Naomi. She has a really incredible story, having grown her channel to nearly 300,000 YouTube subscribers in two very short years. Her all or nothing attitude towards YouTube helped to catapult her growth and create videos that were getting millions of views less than one year after starting her channel. Uh, In the interview, we chat about the difficulties of the consequences of taking a stand and actually having a strong opinion on a platform where you guys know this, the comment section can be an outlet for hypersensitivity and hate. Uh, You know, what, what happens when you have a strong opinion, right? Is that people will react to that and respond to that. And it can be, it can be kind of nasty sometimes. So she talks about that. We also discuss what approaches she takes when it comes to picking video topics, coming up with video topics, and, and also ensuring that her audience remains engaged and excited about her content. A little bit more about Naomi. She started her YouTube channel, like I said, two years ago, currently has nearly 300,000 YouTube subscribers and 19.5 million video views. She was born and raised on a tiny island in the Pacific called, uh, i probably mispronouncing it, Saipan, and moved to California in 2005 for college and never left. She has always had a love of fashion and worked in retail for years and moved on to run a website as well as opening up a clothing store back in her hometown. Over time, she felt that those just weren't really working out. And so she tossed away her love of fashion and got a sensible job in sales, which she eventually hated. That It was then that she decided to take the plunge, go all in and launch her YouTube channel. 
So enjoy this interview. And one last thing before I get started with the interview, if you have a YouTube channel and you're looking to grow and um, or you just are looking to start a YouTube channel, uh, consider joining my Zero to Influence YouTube bootcamp. Enrollment starts roughly in a few weeks. And to get your name on the waitlist, go to ericavira.net forward slash bootcamp because spots are limited and this is the last live bootcamp that I will be running. So if you are interested and you're looking for a program that will help provide a roadmap to success on YouTube, then definitely check it out. ericavira.net forward slash bootcamp. Alrighty. Enjoy the interview. Hello, Naomi. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me on here. Yes, thank you so, so much for coming on. I know this is your first podcast interview ever, so we're going to make it easy and this is going to be fun and relax and, and all that. So no worries there. But before we dive into everything, why don't we get started with you sharing with everybody what inspired you to get onto YouTube? So I was inspired to get on YouTube when I knew I had to figure out something to do in fashion. So I was in fashion, you know, all throughout college. I've, I'd always had a love and a passion for it. Um, I did the retail thing for years through, throughout college. And then I even ran a website, opened my own store. Those didn't work out. And so when those didn't work out, you know, I just thought maybe I'm not supposed to do this anymore. So I completely changed careers into sales and I hated it. And I knew I didn't see myself you know, doing it for the next five years of my life. And so I, one thing I hate is like wasting time. And so if I didn't see myself doing the sales thing, I was like, what am I doing? Wasting my time right now. I need to figure out how to make the fashion thing work for me. And, you know, just hating being in sales, it just brought me back, kept bringing me back to my passion, which was fashion. And so I had always watched YouTube videos, mostly just like, you know, the makeup gurus and things like that. Um, but I did my research and I figured out, you know, how they were doing it, how they were like making a living doing it. And so I just basically took the plunge and I went full force. Wow. So when was this? This was about two years ago, around September. So when you said you took the plunge and went full force, you, was this kind of the sole thing that you were doing at the time? Um, so I was actually right before I did YouTube and started my channel, um, like as a career, I was doing pharmaceutical sales, mm. but while I was there, I was already doing the research. I was mm. already just planning. I was basically planning out how I was going to make it work, how from day one, I was going to start making money and monetizing the YouTube thing. Um, so that when I quit, I would at least have something, whether it was, you know, a big amount or small amount coming through. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I just, I didn't want to be where I was doing the sales thing anymore. And mm. I just knew I didn't really give myself a choice. I told myself I was going to do this YouTube thing and I'm, you know, it's going to be successful because I have no other choice. Mm. And, you know, I was super passionate about it. And so I think my mindset, believing in myself, um, that's what made me kind of just like push through. That's such a great attitude to have. And that's such a good approach. It's kind of like jumping all in. No halfway, no one foot in, yeah. one foot out. Because I knew like if I, I knew number one, YouTube, I knew I was going to be filming. I knew I was going to be editing. 
those things take time. Um, with the job that I had, there's no way that I could do that and do YouTube and be successful at YouTube. I knew YouTube itself. Mm-hmm. Like I knew the people that did it, like that were successful most of, most of the time, like do that as a career. Yeah. I just did also my research watching videos on YouTube on how people got successful at it. It's just a lot of hours. And so I just had to figure out how to make it work. So when you started your channel, were you still working your other job or were you kind of doing both for a little bit before you, you kind of quit your job and did YouTube full time? Um, no, I basically literally, I just quit my job. Um, I was able to kind of where I was, you're able to like rack up points, Mm. um, towards like gifts or anything. And so basically that's how I was able to get like my equipment for it, like my cameras and a new desktop. Um, you mean so at would, your work? You at my up? old job. Oh, you okay. know, you know how when you work at like corporate, you yes, can like win incentives. contests mm-hmm. and you can, yeah, exactly. And they are basically, it's like cash at different places. Mm-hmm. So I used that and I oh. bought my camera equipment and this, you know, I didn't, cause I knew it would probably, who knew how long it was going to take me to really start making money doing mm-hmm. YouTube. And so I, I tried my best to not spend any mm-hmm. amount of money, but I mean, regardless, if a person is doing this, you don't even need fancy equipment to do it. You know what I mean? But, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I quit my job and I just went in. Um, I already had like the different platforms set up in place, um, to start monetizing the channel, um, you know, like the affiliate and things like that. And so I also, you know, I also have had like my fiance at the time, mm-hmm. um, which was also a very supportive part of my life. And mm-hmm. without, you know, him being that supportive, um, well, it just definitely helped. Yeah, you know what I mean? of course. You weren't completely on your own or supporting yourself on your own with this like brand new venture of YouTube. Yeah. And I just felt like he understood. He didn't really understand. He just kind of trusted me. And yeah. he kind of, I think two years ago, it was like this whole influencer YouTube, you know, blogger thing. It was there, but it, it was still also fairly new. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he kind of got it, but he also just basically trusted me, but I also, you know, everything was on me. I didn't, I also didn't use him being as like a support system as a thing where I was just like laid back about it. I really had to be motivated, you know? No, a hundred percent. If you're going to, especially you're going to quit your job and say, Hey, this is what I'm going to be doing. You want to show something for it. Oh yeah, of course. Especially for myself. Mm -hmm. I would be so, I'm so hard on myself naturally. So it had to work. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that attitude. So you said that you, when you first started, you spent a considerable amount of time just kind of doing your research, trying to figure out what, what things were working. What were a few things that you took into starting your channel that you learned uh, during that research phase? So I watched um, video influencers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Benji. I don't yes. know if you know that. Yes, and Sean Campbell. Influ- yeah. yeah, so mm-hmm. that was like... I spent a lot of time on their channel and they basically break it down the ins and outs of like what you need to do, um, how to, you know, have like an enticing thumbnail so that people are prone to click. Um, and then as far as like monetizing it, um, I basically just went on the people's channels that I watched Mm -hmm. and I would, you know, I would just look around and I would just, click on their links in their description box. And I would always notice different things would pop up mm. when it would redirect me to, 
um, a certain website to shop for, like, for example, makeup, I'd always realize, I would always recognize that it would like not go directly there. It would always stop at something like reward style or shop style. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is that? And so that's when I Google searched it. And that's when I was like, uh-huh, like that's how they're making their money. Mm-hmm. And then I just, you know, from there, I just went in and I went through the application process you know, I figured everything out on my own. Like I put in a lot of time because, you know, again, like that's, this was going to be my thing. And, but yeah, those are the little research things that I did. I just basically looked around, watched videos, just figured it out. Or like even with Instagram, like you're seeing a lot of the like to know it's, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I didn't really understand. And so I just Googled it and figured it out, figured out what, what that was and why people were using it that were, you know, influencers. And I, I did it too. So did you sign up for Reward Style? Um, oh, I signed up for all of it. For all of them? When you first started your channel? Um, yeah, I actually signed up for Shop Style and then I signed up for Reward Style. Um, and then I even looked into like the MCNs because I, you know, mm. had heard a lot about them. I didn't really go, I've never done an MCN, but you know, yeah. I just basically familiarized myself with the whole world behind this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's so great. And there's so many great resources out there that it's, you know, it, it really makes sense to, to do your homework, you know, before jumping in there. So wow, did you, you said you enjoyed fashion. Is that what your channel is all about? Or how did you decide kind of what to focus on for your channel? Well, when I first started, I feel like, I feel like every time I tell someone that I do YouTube, they automatically assume it's makeup. Mm, Um, and that's also what I thought going into it. I thought I was going to go in doing beauty stuff and makeup, but I was like, hold on, I'm just doing something that's what's out there. But my first love is, so my channel is mainly fashion, which was great because that, you know, there are a lot of really, really amazing and awesome, like makeup, um, beauty channels out there, but there wasn't, there's not as many fashion ones. And so that's when I was just like, that's, that's kind of even better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Cause you can, it's like, you can distinguish yourself from everything else that's out there. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, mainly fashion, but I do for me, um, someone's been watching my channel for a while. They'll know, like, I always think that, you know, obviously with fashion, it's the whole nine, you know, it goes mm-hmm. hand in hand with beauty, with makeup, um, with skincare and all of that. So yeah, I incorporate those things, but it's um, mainly fashion. That's awesome. So those first few videos, say the first five to 10 videos, um, how did you just, how did you decide what to do them on? Um, I kind of saw what was out there. Same thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I also just kind of made videos based off what I felt. I wanted to show people outfits, like different outfits, how to style different things, whatever was trending at the time two years ago, you know, like, um, I don't know what, like culottes, like those little like loose pants. (laughs) Um, I, you know, did style videos on that and the blazer and the leather jacket. And those were mainly the things that I, or the kinds of videos that I would publish. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot of style focus. And then like moving on to now, I realize a lot of people or actually the video two years ago that really kind of like pushed my channel through was, um, how to be stylish. It was just Mm. the simplest, like, you know, 
thing. I didn't, I, for me, I went into it thinking people already knew the basics. Hmm. Um, but when I, when that video went out, that was when I saw my subscriber count kind of rocket. Yeah. And that's when I was realizing like, okay, people really don't know the basics and they want to know the basics, you know? So then from there, I started making a lot of more informative videos, like what to wear when you have nothing to wear. Um, you oh, know, yeah, I watched that video. I like that <laughs> video. Yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah, I see that video here. Uh, how to look stylish every day. Five steps mm-hmm. to, to getting I, I can't see the rest of the title. So that was a year ago. And now you have a million views on that video. So usually for most people, there's one kind of video that takes off that takes their channel to the next level. Would you say that's that video? Yeah, I think that was that video. And then one also a little more recently, which was 11 simple things you can do to look good or something like that. Yeah. Is that the one that you did three months ago? Three months ago, that Mm -hmm. one also took off. And so I, that one was, I don't know what, September or something or October. Um, Yeah. yeah, And that one also helped skyrocket. Um, But this is not definitely where I thought I would be at two years. Um, But yeah, it was really that one video the first one that we were talking about how to be stylish that I feel like where I just saw something was happening here, you know, the number was growing. Yeah. Um, and I honestly didn't even really know it was because of that. I, I was just like, kind of like, this is wrong. YouTube <laughs> is playing me and the number is going to go back down tomorrow. <laughs> so where, um, yeah, because I mean, you were at, you're at almost 300,000 subscribers in about two years, which is amazing growth. So how many subscribers were you at when you uploaded that video that went viral, the one that got a million views? And I think you said that was about a year later or, or how many months into after starting? About eight months. Um, my first video that I put out was in August and then the um, How to Be Stylish video came out in April, a couple okay. of months, like eight months later. So I don't even think I wasn't even at 10,000. Wow. Um, but but 10,000 was actually my um, goal to reach for my first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your first full year, right? For my first full year, yeah. I had a goal to reach 10,000 subscribers. And then yeah, like eight months, I published that how to be stylish video. And then it just something happened. And then it went from like, I want to say 8,000 to 13,000 to 20,000 to 30,000. And I was like, uh, what's going on here? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So what did you do at that moment when that video was gaining traction and your channel was growing? Did you have any strategy at that point to kind of follow up on that video or answer the comments or what was your, uh, what did you do at that point? I always did have like plans to follow up on that video. Um, but I'll, honestly, for a while, I was really just like shocked. Um, it took me a while to kind of like take it all in. Um, but then I still kept doing like my how to style videos, which some of them, um, you know, are pretty popular, like the denim jacket one mm-hmm. um, or even uh, I did one for like date night. And that one also did really well. So those ones I kept. Um, but then, yeah, definitely did like another how to look stylish video. Um, but yeah, still to this day, I'm doing those informative ones because I feel like those are super 
those are the ones that people, um, you know, are just like Googling or, Mm -hmm. you know, browsing for. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you definitely hit on something that people are resonating with because obviously that video, even though it seems like a simple topic, like it's not like you're doing anything crazy or doing some crazy trend or, you know, I mean, there's all these trends out there and they say follow the trends or follow these challenges and these crazy things. Right. But it's like you were very true to kind of what you wanted to do. And it was just, it was just a very simple topic. So simple. And I think like that video made me really realize like how to be, um, how to be the viewer, you know, Mm. like, like I was always just assuming, okay, this is what I'm going to put out because I, I, I think everyone already knows, like I could, like I said, the basics. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I think most people don't know and they want to know. And so I just have to think like the viewer and make videos based off that, like start from, you know, zero and then move up from there. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really great lesson and thought of really thinking like the viewer. Yeah. Were you before that just kind of uploading things that you thought you wanted to see? Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I started doing favorites videos with like beauty, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think there's so many of those out there. Like I said, like the beauty space is just such a thing. Um, It's just so big that I just was assuming that's what people wanted to see. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, you know, those were like on my list was to do like the favorites and things like that. But then I think once I started really getting into it, um, I just was like, okay, I'm not, you know, that's not really what I'm here for. And also just like making sure that I am putting out content that, you know, I'm actually feeling like there's so many things, so many, you know, videos listed on my notes and my phone that um, I have ready to put out, but I don't ever put a video out that I'm not feeling like the day of. Mm. There's so many times where I plan it that I'm just like, you know, I wake up and I'm like, I'm not feeling this video. So I'm not going to film that. I'm going to film what I'm actually excited about. I think that's so, it's like, that doesn't get talked about enough. And it's something that I bring up a lot with my students in my bootcamp, because I have a YouTube bootcamp for women that are, you know, aspiring YouTubers or looking to grow their channels. And that's the one thing that I always say, if you don't feel like a hundred percent before you're filming. If you're not super enthusiastic about this video and and you don't feel like, yes, this is a video that's going to help people impact people. And I'm just so excited to do it. Then don't do it because YouTube is such a, there's such a transparency about it. Like you can't hide behind anything. You You know, it's in your face, your excitement. If it's lacking, people are going to see it and they'll be there to call you out on it. Um, and then I think that's, you know, sometimes it really just feels like a job. Like, I mean, this is our job, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm, do you know what, you know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and the passion should fall, you know, come through. And sometimes when people watch, even if they're watching a video, they don't think they're interested in, I think they become so enamored by the passion that of the person that they're watching. And so then they just become 
like engulfed in it, regardless of whether they even thought they were like going to like or care about that video. Exactly. That's the thing. It doesn't even have to always be, sometimes you get caught up. I mean, you, you probably do too. I do too. Sometimes, you know, oh YouTube gosh. recommends videos and you're like, all right, that looks kind of interesting. It has nothing that you're interested in. You know, like I'm not interested in, I don't know, like slime or I'm not interested in furniture building, but then sometimes you'll click on something and you're like, wow, you're watching it and it's interesting and and a lot of it it has to do with the who the presenter that 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 person yeah yeah and 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 the thing is though with youtube is that it's so much and i say this before about a transfer of emotion a transfer of emotion from the presenter from the creative from you know who's ever creating content to the viewer and the people yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's why i love youtube so much and i think that's why like instead of a blog, like I really kind of like resonated with it because it's the same with me. I mean, before I did YouTube, I watched it. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, people feel like they connect the connections there, whether, you know, it's really like a real connection or not. It's just a feeling and they feel something and you get to give something and teach or, you know, just any of that. Mm -hmm. And if you're excited, enthusiastic about what you're talking about, That's how people can get excited with you. And here's the thing. If you're not enthusiastic about it or like you, you kind of said this earlier, like YouTube is a job. It can be kind of a grind. Um, you know, it's like you have this content, you have this schedule. Okay. I've got to upload this video. I've got to film and it can become that. But if, if you're not, if you're feeling like that, like, Oh, okay. One more video, whatever. And that's, (laughs) that's what you're feeling when you're filming. Even if you're saying, hi, welcome to my channel, but you're kind of feeling that people are going to pick up on it. And it's like, if you're not super enthusiastic and excited about what you're talking about, how can you expect anybody else to be? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and yeah, it's like I said, like, I just have to, like, sometimes it, it's frustrating for me because I have this whole list of ideas that I put on a piece of paper. And then when it's, you know, comes time to me filming, I, I'm not feeling it. And so then I have to start from zero and it takes a lot of time, but it's worth it in the end. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. How many uh, videos do you upload a week or what's your schedule like? So I, when I first started, it was three a week mm-hmm. or no, actually, wow. no, when I first, yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, for the majority of it, it was three a week. Um, now it's gone down to two a week because I stopped vlogging for a while. I'm not sure when I'm going to start, um, vlogging again, but, um, but yeah. Why did you stop? Why did I stop vlogging? So my husband left for three months for work Mm. in Barcelona. Um, I kind of like him being on the vlogs so that, You know, I think people like that too. I think people want to see more. Yeah. And I feel like that's what a blog is all about. Um, And so since everything was just going to be me and a lot of times he's here to help me with, you know, filming me in the vlogs. And when he wasn't here, I just kind of, I kind of just wanted to focus solely on the content that's not the vlogs. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to feel sometimes when you are doing so much, like I said, I didn't want it to feel like so jobby, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. cause I have to post, you know, put out three videos. And so sometimes you just have to like bring yourself back. Um, and so I just cut it down to two and not did the vlogs. The vlogs are my least viewed ones anyway. Mm-hmm. I would, I just wanted to go back to just getting good content out there, um, with a two a week, Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, 
Yeah, getting more creative and all of that. Good focusing stuff. on focusing on those those types of videos. Yeah, Got and it. honestly, it's helped. I feel like it's helped with. Um, I feel like now it's just uh, whether it's the algorithm or whatever, it's harder to get your video viewed. You know, mm-hmm. or out there visible. So I felt like I just really had to um, really just think about what I'm going to keep putting out there. Yeah, like step it up with your content in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, you talked about at the beginning kind of really wanting to monetize your channel early on and you studied it, you signed up for all the platforms. At what point were you, you're, you would say that your channel was monetizing or making money for you? Um, Like a month into it, um, oh, wow. really just because I was linking everything that I was talking about, whether it was the blow dryer or the brushes. And of course it takes time, um, for, you know, the platforms like reward style or shop style to gather all the analytics and info behind, you know, where, you know, who's clicking and buying what. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a whole bunch of money off the bat. Um, but definitely from there, like I was super, I'm super consistent with it. Um, and then honestly, like not long, not too long later, the sponsorships started coming too. Oh yeah. When did you get your first sponsor? Um, I was like maybe a couple months into it only. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they find you or how did that work? Yeah, they found me. Um, that's kind of been how it's been which was great. And only because I've, you know, putting out three videos a week, that's a lot of time I film myself, I Mm -hmm. edit myself, I do the link, everything, you know, how long it takes to put one video out there. So for me, that was just my focus. And then everything would just come to me. um, As far as like sponsorships go. Um, It just I didn't really have much time to reach out. But I, I guess I was lucky. It just, you know, they just started coming. So it didn't take very long. I mean, I think that is a good point that, you know, if you really focus on your content and you focus on serving your audience and just really creating great content that the rest of it should really come. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. I found that to be the case with, you know, the clients that I work with and just the people that I interview that their focus always has been and will be content first. Yeah. 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 That's why we're here. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, exactly. So one of the things that I did notice about your channel is that a a couple videos in, I think it was your third video, uh, you got over 200,000 views on it. Uh, It's probably been growing over time. So I don't know if you want to know kind of the story behind that video. It's the how to get a beach wave blowout at home. And it looks like it was your third video uploaded uh, two years ago. Yeah. So I have a lot of hair. <laughs> I have really thick hair. Um, and a lot of people would, you know, compliment me on my hair. And I've always been the type of person to do my own hair. Um, so every time I'd go to the salon to get my hair done, I would just like study what they were doing and mm-hmm. just go home and do it myself. And so this was two years ago when like the beach wave was such like a phenomenon or craze and was still like getting super popular. Um, and so, yeah, I made that video. Um, honestly, I think the thumbnail helped a lot because you can see all that hair, um, mm-hmm. 
And it was just, that's all from just blow drying that technique. Mm. Yeah. So you uploaded the video. Did it start kind of growing in views right away? Or is this something that over the years? I don't think it did. I think it was like over time. Mm. Um, But yeah, definitely did definitely grow Mm -hmm. pretty well over time. That's awesome. That's great. Um, So let's see. We're going to go into the best tips section. And this is something I ask everybody that's come on the show and you just kind of say the first thing that that comes to mind. So the first question is, what is your best tip for starting a YouTube channel? Um, I think my best tip is to make sure that this is really something you're passionate about and something mm-hmm. that you want to do. Because I think a lot of times like this life can look and seem cool and glamorous. And sometimes I feel like people just want to be in it just to be in it. Um, but I don't think that's how you get successful. I think that you just need to make sure that this is really something that you love to the Mm -hmm. core. Um, and then figure out how to be different, how to just, you know, separate yourself, you know? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Like to the core, like you said, you started off doing beauty and I feel like a lot of people do that, but you started off doing beauty thinking like, well, that's what everyone does. So that's what I'm going to do. Right. Exactly. And, you know, surely enough, I was like, I'm not a beauty guru. Like I, I care about it and I always do it. You know, I think it's part of the process of getting ready. Um, but I'm fashion, like that's where, you know, people come to me for. So that's what I'm going to put out. That's what I'm going to teach. That's what I'm going to inspire. Um, so yeah. When did you make that switch from thinking I'm going to do beauty to, okay, I got to actually do what I really love doing. I think it was a couple months into making videos because um, I did have like, and you'll see a couple like beauty type videos mm-hmm. um, on there in the beginning. Um, but then I just realized the views weren't there. Mm. So I just started switching it up and make, you know, doing just fashion, just let's just go full force with it. Yeah. Got it. What is your best tip for what not to do? What not to do? Huh. There's a lot of what not to do. (laughs) I think, um, like kind of like what we're talking about earlier, don't do it just because that's what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I think what makes people really successful is like the stuff that's different, the stuff that's not out there. I mean, you can even put stuff that's already out there, but be different about it. You know, why is that one, even though there's a million of those, why is that one the best one? Or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it, especially nowadays, it's just getting harder and harder, whether it's Instagram, whether it's YouTube, you know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of people getting into the space that have been in the space. And so I think those things are super important. Uh, What is your best tip for growing a channel? Um, staying passionate. Like if you find yourself just not being motivated anymore after, you know, X amount of time you've been doing it, um, you need to find inspiration on your own. Like you need to figure out how to be driven again. Um, and then being consistent, I feel like is one of the most important things. Yeah. Have you always been consistent since you first started your channel? 
Yeah, always, always been consistent. And then it helped, you know, watching like when I told you that I did the research on how to even make this a career. Um, I think that's one of the things that stuck with me. And I think that's, you know, a lot of the reasons why a lot of people that start channels never really like grow is because they don't look at it as like anything else but having a channel. Like, um, I just, it always just stuck with me that being consistent, training your audience, that you're going to post a video on these days at these times, they're going to remember that. And so Mm -hmm. that's what keeps them coming back. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely, like you said, training your audience because, you know, there's different kinds of schools of thought. Do you have a set schedule? Do you not? I'm more of the fan of, I think it's a good idea because as people, we are creatures of habit. And, you know, you know that, you know, with network television, there's certain nights that, you know, certain TV shows are on and you always know to expect, say like the bachelor on Monday nights, you know, it's always at that time or, you know, whatever, whatever show it is. And so that's kind of historically how entertainment has been presented, at least in a television medium. And so it, it just makes sense that, you do the same thing here because if you, if people know that they expect the video from you every, you know, Monday and Thursday at 8 PM or whatever, then they know, they know like without a doubt to to go and they don't, you don't have to come up on their subscription feed. Like if they like you enough, they'll go straight to your channel. And so people are like, Oh, you know, I don't go get up on the subscription feed or whatever, whatever. Right. And it's like, yeah, you don't have to rely on that. Yeah, I think I'm still too new to not be consistent because I feel like people follow the patterns. If you mm-hmm. fall off, they're going to fall off. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. So there's you just you just got to keep staying motivated and driven and inspired and put out good content and like just keep doing it, you know? And be stay like, passionate about it. Yeah, and it's a super fine line between like we talked about earlier, chugging out content and churning out chugging out <laughs> churning out content. <laughs> week after week, if you're like not feeling it, uh, but at the same time being consistent with your schedule. So, uh, it's definitely a fine line and that's kind of like with YouTube for everything, you know, it's like you want to, you want to do it this way, but you got to make sure you're not doing it that way. Right. And yeah. so it's like almost, I would say that as you have to create a schedule that you know, that you, that you're not overstretching yourself. Yeah. It's also like a discipline. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I don't do anything else. This is my full-time job. And so it's good to also have that schedule to keep you working, to keep you just on that, like, like a work schedule, but you know, exactly. It's good. Yeah. Because it's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy when you just like work from home to just, you know, be free. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, what is your best tip to get noticed on YouTube? Oh, oh, honestly, like having a good thumbnail, I feel mm. like that's the first thing people see. Um, being able to read what your title is about too, like from the small thumbnail, you know how it, when you're just browsing, they're tiny. Um, if people can read it, I feel like they're clicking, you know what I mean? Or, um, Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like titling your videos is super important also. And I feel like it ties in again with the whole um, being the viewer and putting yourself as if you are the viewer, figuring mm-hmm. out what you think they're searching. I think your videos get, you know, noticed 
and become visible that way. Totally. Yeah. They're so, so important. Um, what is your best equipment tip? Okay. My best equipment tip, honestly, I don't have a best equipment tip. I feel <laughs> like I feel like so many people think that you need all this crazy equipment and that if you buy it, the subscribers will just come. Mm. <laughs> you know, so I feel like a lot of people spend a lot of time and money and I get asked all the time, you know, what do you use? I mean, yes, I went out and bought it, but at the same time, I mean, if you really you know, cause not everyone is going to be in the same position to just go out and buy like a 500, $600 camera. But mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, it only takes sometimes one video. The camera phones are so good. There's just, there's just ways, right? Like if you're, you're going to find a way it doesn't, you don't have to buy all the equipment. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, use what you have. Don't go into it spending so much time and money. And then, you know, once you start making money, I think then I would tell you, go ahead and buy whatever you think you need to, as far as equipment goes. Use what you have. Cause as long as you are Use what you really have. passionate about right. what you're doing, that's what ultimately matters. Yeah. I mean, I still see people who have like millions of subscribers whose background is just, it's like nothing, you know, I feel mm -hmm. like as long as you have good lighting. <laughs> yeah. Lighting is and sound. And sound. And honestly, mm -hmm. like you don't even have to buy lighting. You can just go by your window and natural light's like the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right. So now this is the last part of the interview. It's the beauty bonus round. And it's the same, or the bonus round, I'm not calling it the beauty bonus round, but the bonus <laughs> round. Same thing. I asked uh, the same questions to everybody that comes on the show. So the first is kind of a fun one, not necessarily related to your YouTube channel, but just a fun one to talk about is what are your three holy grail items? Like, well, from like a beauty or fashion perspective, like things you can't live without. Okay. So the three things that I feel like uh, is needed is like a good CC cream because um, that'll take you like on days where you just don't really want to wear makeup, but you don't want to get go out of the house with a full face. Mm -hmm. It'll also cover up whatever you need covered up on days where you feel like wearing, you know, having a full face. Um color corrector or concealer. So wait, what's your favorite? Give me a, a like a product uh, of a CC cream. What's your favorite CC cream? Oh, it Cosmetics. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Their yeah. CC cream. I actually use the matte one. I get oily later on throughout the day, but mm -hmm. I think they have like what, three different kinds. Mm -hmm. They have like an illuminating one, which I love because yeah. I like the dry. They have a regular one and then the matte one. Yeah. That one's so They're good. So good. You, yeah. As long as you just put that on, I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of people, they just, it's like a blur, a cover up kind of thing. Um, and then yeah, concealer, color corrector, just, you know, if you have dark under eyes or whatever, I feel like a, a bright under eye is so important to mm. me and I just feel so much better. What's um, your favorite products for that? I use Benefits Boing. Mm. Um, it's called Boing. Uh, it's the color corrector to cancel out like the darkness. And then right now I'm using the Too Faced concealer, but you don't even need a lot of both of that and mm. you're good. Yeah. Is it that? The the new one with the big big bottle. I know that one's like both concealer and foundation, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, this one's just the concealer. Oh, I the, actually want to try that one. But yeah. The born this way the, concealer. Born this way concealer. Yes, yeah. That's actually one of my favorite concealers. Yeah. I, I use love that it. foundation too though. Yeah. Like yeah. the one that first came out. It's it's so good. So good. Yeah. yeah. 
And then what's your third holy grail? I think it could be fashion or beauty. Yeah. My third holy grail is like a good jacket, whether it's a blazer or like a utility jacket, like some kind of like cool looking jacket, whether, you know, even a moto leather jacket, just because I feel like that third piece is so necessary. Like you could literally wear all black Mm. underneath like black tank and black jeans, just throw on like a really cool jacket and you just look like you put in so much effort. Yeah. If you have any links like to a couple awesome jackets and send them to me and I'll put them in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Next question is, uh, we kind of talked a little about it, but you didn't really give um, what exactly you use. So what do you use to edit your camera, your sound and your lighting? Oh, yeah. Um, so for editing, I use Final Cut. Mm-hmm. Um, if people honestly, like, I feel like everyone has a Mac and there's like iMovie in every Mac. And so I feel like if you're just starting off, like just use that, but I use Final Cut. I'm super basic. Like I need to go to a Final Cut class. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, and then for camera, I use a Canon 70D. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have a Canon G7X for vlogging. That's like the smaller point and shoot mm-hmm. just cause, I'm still not the person to carry around like the big bulky camera when I'm out in public. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Awesome. Um, What would you not do again if you were to start your YouTube channel right now? Oh my gosh. Um, What would I, honestly, there are a bunch of videos that I wish I didn't do. (laughs) Um, I wish I probably wouldn't have done those or um, I would have just improved, like I just would have improved like the lighting in the background in a lot of my style mm. ones. Um, it's just so difficult with lighting. Like I said, that's why lighting is important because I feel like a lot of it's dark. So, um, but you know, I mean, trial and error. Yeah. Do So what, what do you do for lighting in like the background? So right now, like I, I moved to a different spot um, from where I'm filming uh, and the natural lighting is actually really good. Mm. Um, so I'm just using natural lighting and there is a feature on final cut where you can actually brighten. So that helps too. Mm. You brighten the background. Yeah. Can like brighten the whole thing and it helps a lot. Got it. Uh, what, who would be your dream collaboration? Uh, it would be a clothing company. Um, Honestly, I would love to collaborate with Revolve. I know they're Mm. such a craze right now, but I've been shopping there for years and I just think their stuff is so cute and so different. Um, And if not them, then like um, JOA, I don't know if you're familiar with that brand. Mm -hmm. They've done other collabs, but they're also really cute stuff. Yeah, Um, I love their stuff. Yeah, or I love lipstick. Like I don't really go too crazy with makeup, I like more of like a more natural look, but then I feel like lipstick just kind of makes everything like completes everything, at least for me. So who know who like Anastasia lipsticks or mm. you know what I mean? That yeah. would be cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, what do you wish you did do when you first started your channel? Um, I wish I did do. I think I wish that I, I honestly didn't really think too much, like we talked about earlier, I didn't think too much about what the um, viewer 
is probably searching for. Mm-hmm. I was just putting out stuff that I was super excited, which, which was good, but mm-hmm. I, I wish that I incorporated all of it at once. Um, yeah, I think that thinking that way just could really have helped a lot, but yeah. Got it. What is the biggest mistake you've made in your YouTube career? What's the biggest mistake? I feel like this one is just more um, like audience comment based, Mm. maybe some type like, I mean, I don't know if I even consider it a mistake. I just feel like opinions are opinions, but um, some titles of my videos, you know, people have just gotten so like crazy about Um, like, I think I put out a uh, fashion mistakes women make video and I think it's pretty benign. I mean, it's not, (laughs) it's not really for me like, okay. Honestly, I don't even know what there are a bunch of mistakes, but yeah, maybe just like changing out some titles or like, oh, you know, I feel like you just really have to be super sensitive to the mm. viewers nowadays. Yeah. Um, and sometimes maybe the way that I say things, they don't come off to some viewers as like sensitive enough. And I feel like you really have to think about that now, you know, you really have to watch like. So regardless, that was a really popular video that I made. Um, So the fashion mistakes that women make? Yes. And then you got a lot of backlash for that? I got a lot of backlash for that just because people were like, well, those aren't mistakes. Mm. Like, you know, like, um, so I'm, you know, a lot of people were just like, you you know, just about the title, like calling it mistakes. I think a lot of people were offended by that, Mm. um, which is just the world we're in now. Like I, you just have to really, you know, you just have to really just make sure you don't come off a certain way now. And it's Mm. hard. Yeah, it is hard. And it's supposed to be meant to, that video was meant to be fun. It was just meant to be, I mean, it's fashion, you know what I mean? Like it's fashion. Like I never meant anything anything bad by it it's fashions but but still like you just have to be really careful now were you surprised that people some people got so, offended so surprised mm. because I also feel like people that have been watching me know my intentions yeah there's nothing that I would ever want to do to like jeopardize hurt feelings yeah hurt someone's feelings most of all jeopardize my career because I love it so much you exactly. know what I mean like yeah there is being not, insensitive, yeah. Oh, yeah, never. And, you know, I wanted people to have fun with it. And I, yeah, I, but here's the thing, too. Like, I also mentioned it in the beginning of the video. Like, this is a lighthearted video. Like, it's not supposed to be, you know, taken seriously. But those things, you know, get overlooked and surpassed. And, the, yeah. you know, I, but, yeah. You said the video did really well. Do you know how many views that video ended up getting? Um, now I don't know how, like a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. It's like any time that you actually have an opinion about something or you come out oh, and you yeah. have, you know, a definitive opinion, which I recommend that everyone does because that's how you're going to create a loyal audience. Cause the people that resonate with your opinion and what you stand for and your values are going to stick with you. And, and those that don't well, and that's okay, but at yeah. least you're coming out with an opinion and saying something and yeah, you're you might right. rough, ruffle some feathers. You might offend some people in a very, uh, you know, a very just 
not 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 like you meant it to just right and it's so confused it can be so hard and so confusing because at the same time like people are here because they like your style Mm -hmm. they're here because they like your tips yeah and people and what I I just you're right like I'd rather have um take a stand on something Mm -hmm. than to stand for nothing Nothing. kind of thing yeah because I don't want to just do these videos to just please you know what I mean yeah, there's a reason why people clicked on the video. They saw the title, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So us also, um, people listen to me because they want to know how I get a certain look or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think you just, you do have to be very careful these days. Yeah. Um, but I still think like you really just should also still keep moving with who you whatever are. And, you yeah. yeah. What you, I mean, the thing is though, magazines, uh-huh. you know, blogs have been putting up uh, articles of fashion mistakes for decades, right? Decades, so yes. it's not anything new. But the thing is, is that now we've got YouTube and the comment section or even Facebook oh and the comment gosh. section. And yes. YouTube is, is a little more anonymous than Facebook. And just people just can spew out whatever they want. Oh, yeah. It, I feel like it's, I feel like it's, it's one of the worst, um, on on YouTube, mm-hmm. they're not the worst, but like it's um, as far as like between a blog, between a magazine, mm-hmm. between Facebook, YouTube. I feel like the activity in the comment section is probably one of the highest on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know oh yeah. Be, but yeah, people are very active. And very very active. And and the thing is, though, is like you know by going onto YouTube, you know by creating content, yeah, you, you are know. subjecting yourself to these trolls. I mean, people oh call gosh. them trolls for a reason because they're. <laughs> yeah. I just imagine them being like really unhappy people, like sitting in a very dark room, like maybe in their underwear, maybe not, um, haven't <laughs> showered, like crap. <laughs> yeah. I'm, eating like a Cheetos and just spewing hate on video after video after video. And in a way, maybe that's just how you have to imagine these people to just think like, all right, like I'm not going to give this negativity and this ugliness of like just mean spiritedness, like any energy. Oh, and it's so easy to just go in the comment. And I feel like that's what makes people courageous is when, you know, like they could be watching someone's video Mm -hmm. and have an opinion or a feeling about it. And they'll scroll down and read other people's yeah. negative comments, and that'll give them even that'll give them the courage, and ammunition. So, yeah. So it's always, but you you're right. Like you totally hit it on the head. Like you can't come on YouTube, make videos, and not expect mm-hmm. the trolls to come and yeah. just whatever. It could be about nothing. You know, it's always about nothing. And then you know, but, yeah, yeah. No, keep you going. Can't. You have to prepare. You have to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, you, you're you just talking about fashion. It's not like you're even talking about anything like political or anything. Like that. <laughs> not at all. And sometimes I'll be talking about my fashion and they know it's about fashion. They clicked on it and they'll get mad that I care so much about fashion and that I'm not talking about something that yeah. politically is, you know, going yeah. on yeah, in like, the world. Yeah. So it's like, you just cannot no. make. No one's ever happy. There's going to always, no matter what. Yeah, you know? it's true. And you, know, I know a lot of uh, successful creators, they will put filters on their comments. Is that something that you you do or you've thought of doing? 
Um, I filter out, what do I filter out? Um, yeah, I've done the, I don't even know what it's called. It's been so long. Um, but yeah, I've, I don't, I've never disabled any comments. Um, but I do have that on where Mm -hmm. they filter out like the bad ones. Yeah. And I think that's, uh I don't want it to be a place of just negativity. You know what I mean? Like that's not what I'm trying to, you know, have. And so I think by all means, like filter it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And out of sight, out of mind. Everybody, you know, mm-hmm. I think the the less there is, the less people are going to think that way, you know, mm-hmm. and be prone to being, to joining that person. Exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah, There's I our know. dislike button that's never going to go away. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> one less thing we don't need for negativity in the world no. is better, you know? Yeah, I know. I mean, there's one thing for like constructive criticism. I mean, and there are people who be like, you know, I think that that, that background is not too, not too good or maybe the sound is off. I, oh, yeah. I get that. And that's fine. And people want to kind of give some feedback in that way. But then there's just like blatant like hate of just like just uh, unnecessary. Oh, yeah. And I I will take constructive criticism all day. Mm -hmm. But I think people forget how to communicate it the right way. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. Um, What is the smartest decision you've made in your YouTube career? Making my chat, just making it a career. Mm -hmm. That was the smartest decision. Like, fear is just such a thing that I think a lot of people it's, it's scary, Mm -hmm. but actually just doing it and just starting it and just saying like, not giving myself a choice, like I mentioned in the beginning and just doing it. That was the smartest decision. Yeah. Um, and also just having done the research to know that I knew what I was doing. Um, yeah, those are all smart decisions that I made because I think that it just pushed me. Yeah, totally. It kind of, it's like when you think I have there's no option. There's there's no option to no fail. No other option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I saw myself doing it forever. I saw myself doing it for the next ten years. I asked myself that question: If I do this, is this something that I can see myself doing forever? And I said, Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And at two years later, you still feel like that? Yes. I still feel like it, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I love it. It's not. It. I work. People think it's just so fun and just like nothing, but I work so much more now doing this than any job. Mm. A lot more hours go into it, um, you know, and, but it doesn't feel like it, like a job for me because yeah. I love it so much. you love it. Yeah. 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 I think that's a dream. I mean, I think that's a dream yeah. for most of the people listening is to be able to do what you're doing, exactly what you're doing, being an influencer, being a uh, thought leader, being somebody who's creating content that is impacting people and making it their job. Yeah. At the end of the day, and this is why so much hours or so much um, time goes into it. Why I work more now is because it essentially it's my it's my brand, it's my business, you know. So for me, it actually it never ends. My mind is always thinking about, you know, what's going to be next, or answering emails, at, you know, at ten o'clock at night. It's always mm-hmm. always thinking about it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's just your whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite video or the one that you're most proud of? Um, obviously the, the how to be stylish one, um, I was super, super proud of. That Mm. was the one that I feel like just like made, you know, everything like just makes sense and made it worth it. Um, 
I was also really proud of like the 11 simple things one just because that one I published not too long ago and within a couple months it got even more views than the um you know how mm-hmm. to be stylish video mm. um so I was really really proud of that one too so that one that that you released um that did really well uh-huh. were you did you feel really good about it did you feel like okay I think this one could do really well um, or was it more that the, the pride came afterwards and you're like, Oh yeah, people really love that. <laughs> no, it was both. And that's sometimes what is kind of like interesting about, um, doing this whole YouTube thing is, or even just, it's also just like posting a picture on Instagram. Sometimes the, mm-hmm. the picture I post that I don't think is going to do so well does so well. And then the ones that you, you know, think are going to do so well don't it's so crazy how sometimes that happens but with that video specifically I did have a good feeling about it I did not think it was going to do that well though no like not that well well, yeah yeah um okay what is your favorite opportunity you got as a result of being on YouTube my favorite opportunity I'm honest it's okay this is going to sound so cliche. Like mm-hmm. I don't have one like favorite. I mean, only because like I'm, this is still such a thing where I, it's only been two years two and years, I still so look new. like, I just thank God for like everything. So everything I'm like super still in awe about that. I even get to work with these, you know, with these brands. Like I'm a, a I'm like, I'm an island girl. I come from a tiny little island with 60,000 people that no one's ever heard about. And for me to be working with brands that like, I never thought that I would ever work with. I'm just like all mm. of it. I'm mm. still in awe at all of it. You know, that's where, where, where are you from? I'm from Saipan. It's a tiny little island in the Pacific, mm. um, South of Japan. It's yeah. I was born and raised there. I came out here. Wow. Um, 2005 for college and I just never left but wow. I go back to visit so yeah I mean it is part of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, oh but it is everything yeah it's like a it's a commonwealth but like a territory oh. so wow that's so that's so interesting isn't that crazy you said you came from a an island that has 60,000 people yet you have this YouTube channel that has almost 300,000 subscribers more than the people that even live on live the it. island like yeah it's crazy and, I just remember just like, it just seems so, it's just when you're from a place like that, it just Mm -hmm. seems like stuff like this would never happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. I'm sorry if I didn't really answer your No, that's, I mean, it's beautiful. That's, thank you for sharing. And last question, what is your superpower? What is that one, what is that, that thing that you have that you're born with that, um, say you're really good at or just comes naturally to you that has contributed to your success? Um, it's, I think honestly, it's just the drive that I've had since I was little. Mm. Um, I, my dad was, he had, has this company that he's had since I was born. Um, you know, and he's done very well back home too. And so I just always looked up to him and I always said I was going to be like him. So mm-hmm. I just, it always stayed with me. I, ever since I was um, younger, I just always knew I was, n- I was never going to end up working for anybody. I was always going to work for myself and find a way to do it. Mm. So that, yeah, drive is just being, staying inspired and always making sure that I'm driven 
is literally the key. Otherwise, if you're not there, I don't know how you'd get there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Naomi. This was such a pleasure chatting with you and talking with you and you sharing kind of your experiences. So for anybody who's not familiar with you and your channel, uh, I'm sure they're going to want to go check you out after, um, after hearing you. So where can people find you? So really, really easy. Everything is just under Naomi Boyer. So if you just type in um, Naomi Boyer on YouTube, you can find me. Um, don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> um, same with Instagram, um, Naomi Boyer as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Naomi. Thank you so, 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 so much. Really appreciate you for having me. Thank you so much. Bye. Right, bye. Well, there you go. That is our interview. And if you enjoy this, please give the podcast a review. It helps so, so much. I will see you next week. Mwah.